Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Reasonably Volume Jordan Pomaville. <laughs> and joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I'm way too loud, Volume Phil Ranta! Hey, bring it down a notch there, Phil. What? I stayed away from the microphone as proper microphone dynamics would dictate. You don't, uh, you don't want to peek. I didn't peek. I stayed away from the microphone, so I'm going to sound like I'm a million miles away. But you're an outsider. We want to bring you in. We want to yeah. bring you in. Yeah, I'm a sports outsider because I don't know much about sports. Into the warm hearth of yeah. sports. So you don't know much that... about history. Don't know much about biology. What about the French you took? <laughs> I don't know much about the French I took. What about that other book? But I do know that I love you. <laughs> All right. And I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Wow. It's a song, Joel. You no, know, I'm, I'm aware. Oh, okay. I'm aware. Uh, Making sure. So, you could say that sports don't pique your interest, but, uh, but we've got P- a few things. That's P-I-Q-U-E. <laughs> yeah, it's a different. completely different peak. It's a completely different con- peak. No, yeah, yeah peak. But I, I understand online. that. I was making I was making a pun. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Oh. That's, that, that, was, that was all I had. I was going to say, you know, we're going to be talking about them today. Puns? And Phil is going to, no. Okay. <laughs> sports. Oh, sports. It's the show's format. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, alert. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, alert. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice drop there. Yeah, the, the drop guy is really on it. got a great yeah. finger-pushing button. Yep. <laughs> finger-pushing buttons. I don't know. Our friends at Jags Tebow, why not, have struck again. <laughs> As a plane flew over Jacksonville Jaguars game on Sunday, pulling a banner that read, Tebow, why not? Well, yeah. I'll bet you all the fans were sitting there go, well, because the team's winning right now, obviously. Well, several people began listing possible reasons why not before nearby fans reassured them the question was rhetorical. Oh, okay, phew. <laughs> um, at the time the banner flew over the stadium in the second quarter, Jaguars starting QB Blaine Gabbert, uh, the only quarterback in history named Blaine had already thrown two interceptions. That's Ooh. the most interceptions ever thrown by a guy named Blaine. Oh, it's the Blaine Banner <laughs> curse. He would finish Beating with the previous record of zero. Yes, correct. <laughs> so he would finish with three interceptions and complete 17 of 32 passes for 179 yards with uh, zero attendance. I am not an NFL quarterbacking expert, so uh, can we put that don't in a little say context? That. Don't knock yourself, Joel. No, no. You know uh, a lot about NFL quarterbacks. Sure, but but how would we rate his performance there? Oh, very poor. Poor. Okay, very so poor. poor. Extremely poor. So, maybe, I mean, Tebow, why not? Right. <laughs> a CBS, uh, dot, uh, a CBS Sports.com article, Riley Notes, that Tebow has zero interceptions on the season. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ryzen, W-R-Y-L-Y. <laughs> yes, we should. Not like a guy named Riley. Right. 
I thought his name was no. Riley. No, I thought you were talking about a guy You're like a very Riley bread. Mm, right. Yeah. I love my Riley bread. Mm, pastrami so on Riley are you, bread. Are you saying that Jacksonville was losing at the time that the plane went over? They were, and they fell to 0-4 oh. at Shocking. You a, really buried the lead on that one. <laughs> a 37-3 loss to the Indianapolis well, So they were Colts. losing pretty badly, probably. They were losing badly. So why don't they just get Tebow? Why not? <laughs> I, think, I think that is the attitude of most lay fans. This, yeah. this, this and marketing song has worked for Phil. Do you mean Lay fans is in Why LES? Not? Like Lay Miserable? <laughs> no. no. All right. <laughs> we are having some communication issues today. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've left my headphones off this entire time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, no, yeah, no, it's appealed to people, but unfortunately it's week four in the Jags Tebow Why Not campaign. Still, no Tebow. Yep. You wonder if he's listening, if he's sitting by his phone. If he's watching the game. You know who is listening? Jesus Christ. Lord and Savior. Yep. Superstar. Hallelujah. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, alert. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, alert. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth, alert. All right, what do we got on the show today? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, we have Francis Guggenheim back in the show. Okay, I missed oh. it the last time he was here, but this uh, is I one of the as well. owners yes. of the Dodgers. One of the owners of the Dodgers, uh, member of uh, the the famous wealthy Guggenheim family. Not that Guggenheim family, but uh, here to talk to us about America's Cup. Oh. Yachting uh, the United States uh, with an epic, epic comeback. Some are saying the greatest comeback in the history of sports. Uh, to win America's Cup this year, so he's going to talk to us about that. That'd be great because oh. and he seemed like a guy when I listened to one of the podcasts that would be hip to uh, yachting. He would I know imagine sailing. he knows a lot about yachting. I, ha- I have to say, uh, don't don't care for uh, British people speaking about American things. Don't care for it. But I think I think could have uh, sworn we won WW two. Well, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we did. With the, more importantly, the Revolutionary War. In yeah, that context. and World WW one. Yeah. War of yeah. 1812, but we won that one. Ah, the kind of a draw. There was no mess. Uh, yeah, we weren't in any the of those. The war, the China versus Russia war. Pretty sure we won uh, that one. Sino-Russian. I don't think that, no. Yeah, there was no Sino-Russian war. Yeah, that's Boer right. War. I don't think I care for this guy coming in here <laughs> talking about our sporting cup. Well, okay. you know, the British had a very powerful navy at one time. It's how they expanded their empire. Yeah. So they know something about uh, sailing. They know something about water sports. Yeah, also, they're a bunch of pirates. Also, Phil, you will be out getting burritos when he's here. So oh, you mean I can't really get all up matter. in his no. grill? You really can't. No, you certainly may not. Oh, but British people hate him. Having people in their grill. <laughs> They're very upset by it. I <laughs> imagine I imagine he would. Yeah. We got a weird sport, Phil? You're goddamn right I do. We also got some news, 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 Ooh. and a special postseason preview for the MLB. Ooh. News, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Lane Kiffin fired. Subheadline. What? Scientists discover upper boundary of Peter Principle. Holy crap. I don't know what any of that means. Lane Kiffin was fired? Lane Kiffin was fired. And Joel, care to expound on the Peter Principle for Phil? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, (laughs) man, that joke went over your head, guys. Yeah, well, you knew it was going to go over my head. Yeah, it was sports outsider. It says if anyone's let you down here, Jordan, it's me, and I'm sorry. Basically, (laughs) a, a, a employee, a poor employee will keep getting promoted. Yeah. Until he reached like the logical end point of when he he basically you'll keep getting promoted until you reach a job that you'll do poorly at. 
Ah, okay. So Pe- named after who? Peter who? Ah, Jesus. Ah, you know what? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Coaching prodigy Lane Kiffin, who produced middling results everywhere he's coached, <laughs> has been fired by USC. It was USC athletic director Pat Hayden that pulled the trigger after a 62-41 loss to Arizona State. Is it because you peter out? Is it peter used as a verb? You know what? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Now I get it. Now Absolutely. I get the peter principle. Seems eminently possible. Um, all right. So let's let's uh, we can we can go to the Lane Kiffin info uh, later, but basically. Last year, the Trojans began the season as preseason number one, only to tumble entirely out of the top 25 by the season's end at 7 Rough six. year last Trojan year. man. <laughs> Greetings, sex-having citizens. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh, man. I wish we could should have had a pre-production meeting. Right? <laughs> we could have totally talked about Trojan man. <laughs> All right. That's embarrassing. Yeah. But not quite as embarrassing as the way in which Kiffin was fired. He was placed in a chair above a dunk tank wearing a shirt that says, I'm a big fat loser. No, actually, that's a joke, but it was actually more embarrassing than that. Whoa. Here's the series of events according to Inside USC Twitter feed run by LA Daily News' Scott Wolf. The decision to fire Lane Kiffin was made during the third quarter of the Arizona State game, which is when <laughs> most people stopped watching the game and started laughing the game. What? Yeah, they just, instead of watching the game, they just, their eyeballs were looking at it. Their brain wasn't registering it, but they were just involuntarily going, ah, ha, 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 Best medicine. Yep. <laughs> Arizona State's hung like 60 points on USC in that game, right? Well, at the beginning of the third quarter, USC led 21-20. But that's when the game got away from the Trojans, as the Sun Devils scored three offensive touchdowns and returned an interception for a touchdown. <laughs> At the end of the third quarter, Arizona State led 48-27 to oh, on their way to routing bad. them 62-41. to I imagine that's the most points Arizona State has ever scored against USC. It is, I believe, <laughs> because it tied the most uh, they had ever given up uh, with last year's total of 62 to Oregon. Arizona oh. State's a big party school, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Of course they're better at football than everyone at USC studying uh, like a bunch of nerds. Yeah, and everybody yeah, in Arizona just like it. hitting each that other with helmets. <laughs> Arizona State, not traditionally a strong football program, surprisingly enough. Really? But they're all the USC drunk, drunken punchers. Yeah, they? but that, I mean, that's too many drunken punchers. Doing the drunken punch. <laughs> you do the drunken punch. So the team arrives back at LAX from Phoenix, and they, they board the team bus, at which point Pat Hayden got on the bus and said, everyone currently associated with the USC Trojans, sit down in your seats. Not so fast, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Ouch. Actually, it's better. Lane Kiffin remained on the bus when a USC administrator blocked the gate and stopped the bus, went up and asked Kiffin to step off. Oh, shit. So Lane Kiffin follows, uh, follows off the bus, but turns and asks the bus to wait for him, at which point USC administrators told the bus driver, nope, just go back to campus without him. <laughs> Kiffin's wow. briefcase was still on the bus. <laughs> One eyewitness stated that being told by Kiffin to stay and being told by the administrators to leave thoroughly confused the poor bus driver. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I don't know. What, should I leave or should I? Well, I was DCs. not going there with it, but what? I was not going to make a the racial bus driver thing. Wasn't that wasn't a racial thing. Ethnicity. I was just yeah. doing a character voice. If, Why if you, you make had it a said the thing? gardener was especially confused by it, that would have been yeah. racist. Bus okay, driver, fine. though. Uh, I do not know whether or not <laughs> yeah. I should stay or go. Uh, that old oui, oui, bonjour. The French bus driver. Okay, anyway, so then Pat Hayton fired Lane Kiffin outside in an LAX parking lot whilst nearby airport wow. parking attendants said, about time. 
<laughs> uh, they then sent Lane home in an airport super saver shuttle with a couple that recently returned from their honeymoon and a family of six in LA for vacation. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> he was he was the second stop though. Super <laughs> shuttles are the are the worst name for super shuttle should be an amazing time. It's you a think super it, shuttle. And and some of them have the gall to put express in their name. It's like it's not express if we're picking up three other families. Yeah. yeah. They smell like new car and BO perfectly mixed together. Yeah, they do. It yeah. is, and the carpet's always a little wonky in there. Yeah, like just a little bit loose. <laughs> uh, a USC uh, assistant later retrieved Kiffin's briefcase uh, for him as Lane did not want to leave behind his laminated poster board size sheet of super secret awesome play calls. <laughs> nice. Man, he wished he had used more of the super awesome ones. Um, this, of course, all happened because nobody likes Lane Kiffin, and he's not particularly good at, uh, at coaching football. That's Absolutely. Fair. These are things USC should have thought of before hiring them. Well, uh, let's, be, let's, let's, let's face the conspiracy theory aspect really quick here, which is that, I mean, after Lane Kiffin fails at Tennessee, the people at USC know that Lane Kiffin is probably not going to be a long-term success making him the ideal person to hire and have him subsequently fall on the sword while USC is going through uh, their Reggie the Bush sanctions, yeah. sanctions. And then, you know, by the time USC is ready to start kicking again, that's when they bring in the new energizing head coach who will really be able to take the program somewhere. We'll see. We'll see. Right now it's yeah. currently a defensive line coach, Ed o Ogeron. Has been promoted to interim head coach. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably not going to be Ed Ogeron as head coach not. next probably season. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Tennessee does a great job. Tennessee had some fun with all of this, and they 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 had a picture on the Twitter with a rock that said, "Hey Kiffin, payback's a butch," <laughs> with the U T instead of bitch, you know, U T Butch, and their coach is Butch Jones. Oh, oh. Butch Jones currently employed as a football coach. Lane <laughs> yes, Kiffin, not M Manhattan Beach Mansion on sale. Oh, on the market now. Is it? Where's yeah. he gonna move then? What? He can afford he, a Manhattan Beach mansion? Oh, he, sh he could. How much do they pay these people for being like, you big guy, run? Uh, Between three and five million dollars a year We don't know because what? USC is a private school and as such is under no oh, obligation yeah. to disclose salaries. Actually, that's low, isn't it? It's probably like... I would as guess he's like eleven million, right? No, no, not yet. More like six. I, I would guess. I would guess Lane Kiffin was making between three and five. What? That's butt suck money, right? That's amazing. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's not. I mean, you're talking. He's an elite <clears throat> member of his profession. It's you about. Know. It's about the highest you can get. He's. Yeah, he's one of pay like professors the, that much. No, they don't. Like football professors, professors, as the child don't of two professors, money. I can no. say very specifically, you are absolutely right. Professors do not make that much money. Parents should have gone into football. <laughs> yes, News award, should've. first place. John Daly hits a golf ball out of a random guy's mouth in a parking lot. Gross. <laughs> Subheadline, even a skinny John Daly is an awesome John Daly. Uh, in other news, God bless John Daly. Yeah. All of this true, but of all the golfers you might let someone hit a golf ball out of your mouth, I would not like do out John of your Daly. Mouth? That's so dangerous. It is dangerous. John Daly, forty six, has had an injury plagued golf season. Oh, bummer. But damn, is that guy a trip to hang out with? Yeah. <laughs> John Daly, renowned drinker. Oh. He's been sober since twenty ten. So now we're keeping up with the news, Joel. Oh. He's both John Daly and John Knightley. <laughs> oh. In a parking lot outside a pizza joint in Nashville, Tennessee, John Daly took out a full driver and teed up a ball in the mouth of a fan. Ouch. And hit a drive. This is a video on Reddit. I watched it. It is awesome. Uh, there's a crowd around that hoots and hollers and high fives and has hilarity, alliteration. 
Uh, the fan came away unscathed because Daly stopped drinking in 2010, which is good for the lucky fan as he still has teeth and an intact jawbone. Yeah, dude, those drivers at the point of contact are going ridiculously fast. That, that seems guy's like the face T would, would still move forward, though. Wouldn't the T still hit the side of your mouth with an incredible force? Yeah, you might the guy looks scrape fine. the inside of your mouth just a little bit. Compared I mean, to the possibility that, that here's John Daly might hack up a somebody. divot, as it were. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing is you got to remember is that he's in a parking lot, right? So the guy's all right. Where the fuck is this ball? <laughs> oh, this yeah. is in Nashville. This is not like out in the sticks. He's not hitting it into a field. Like, in yeah, other news, oh, Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee Some, mother of five killed. Yeah. <laughs> Some poor lady leaving a TJ Maxx gets nailed in the head with a golf ball. Well, Cannot account for that. If she's yeah. leaving a TJ Maxx, she's been dead inside already for a while. The green of the grass. <laughs> Damn the it. softness of a well We're not allowed blood. to do this oh, hey! anymore. The smile We're of a child so- eating popcorn at the ball game. It's been rebranded. We're not allowed to do this. This is only baseball. Nope. Presented by Socks. <laughs> Feel the socks in your mouth. Volume 5, Postseason History. We're not All allowed to right. do this bit anymore. We're not allowed to do it. The MLB said we're not allowed to do it. We got a special dispensation for the postseason. No! <laughs> yes, we yeah. absolutely did. All right. I hate only Lay baseball. It on me. Postseason history. In 1903. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me hanging, Jordan. I want to know what happened in 1903. The two modern Major League Baseball leagues began annual postseason play with a one-round system <laughs> in which the American League team with the best record faced the National League team with the best record oh, in a best-of-seven series. That's How did they get from place to place without planes? <laughs> Trains. <laughs> what about automobiles? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> in 1903, 1919, 1920, and 1921, because it was so much fun, they did a best-of-nine series. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Wait, so in 1919, the White Sox threw a best of nine series? It was considerably more work than throwing a best of seven. Yeah. <laughs> in 1969, both leagues expanded to 12 teams, which made it more difficult to compete for a league championship. So they all died the end. More teams <laughs> they all died <laughs> competing for no, the AL true. and NL pennants. To remedy this <laughs> and, intimi- <laughs> and imitating... Other major sports, long-standing playoff traditions, Major League Baseball split each league into Eastern and Western divisions, creating four divisions overall, and no worse than a sixth-place finish for any team in a division. Oh, wow. Uh, Can you speak faster? <laughs> that would ruin this the aesthetic of only baseball. This season round called the League Championship Series. Oh, wow. LCS. First LCS, yeah. First as a best-of-five series. However, in 1985, it was expanded to a best-of-seven series. As it would, would probably be. 85 was when that happened? Yes. Yeah, wow. during the Golden Girls. That's when the Golden Girls <laughs> was on TV. Can we talk about the Golden Girls instead? By 1994. <laughs> In the era of the Golden Girls, hey! further expansion was making it very difficult for a team to make the postseason. Major League Baseball went through a realignment, not unlike the hips of the Golden Girls. Hey, <laughs> expanding to three different divisions: Easter, Eastern, Central, and Western in each league. However, only allowing a division winners in the postseason would make an odd number of teams in each league. How are we gonna deal with that? To rectify the odd number of teams, the league added wild cards to each league, Ooh. imitating the original post-merger NFL system. Wild I've cards. never been so bur- bored by the word wild. <laughs> uh, with the adoption of the new collective bargaining agreement in November 2011, the Golden Girls just a twinkle in everyone's eye. Ooh. Baseball commissioner Bud Sivik announced that a new playoff system would begin within two years. <gasps> That's now. 
Wow. The change was ultimately put in place prior to 2012. The format chosen was a one-game wildcard playoff. Under this format, a second wildcard team is Oh, I remember that from league. last year. The team <laughs> with the second-highest win total in each league among non-division winners. The two wildcard teams play in a one-game playoff after the end of the regular season with the winner advancing to the division series. Oh, wow. That, you learned so much from this I segment, I didn't. After though. a while, it sounded like this. You this know what the better attitude this year's postseason will feature the Boston Red Sox versus either the Tampa Bay or Cleveland Indians. Ooh. At the time of this recording, the game has not been played. Whoa. Detroit Tigers will play the Oakland Athletics. Go Tigers! The Los Angeles Dodgers will play the Atlanta Braves, and either the Pittsburgh Pirates or Cincinnati Reds will play the St. Louis Cardinals. Ooh! So there's a playoff game? There was a play-in game to the play-in game? Don't you already no, no. know this information? <laughs> it seems like yesterday, you was baseball fan. I'm sorry, I got this. so excited at the, the return of only baseball that my brain just went blank, Phil. Yesterday, there was a tie for the second wild card spot. So the <gasps> Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays had to play a one-game playoff to see who would make it for a one-game wild card playoff. That's crazy. That is crazy. Jack talk tie. Jack talk tie. Very well. This was Only Baseball. Okay. Uh, joining us today, returning, uh, one of our uh, previous guests, a uh, member of the Guggenheim group that purchased the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not that Guggenheim. I'm sorry. Not that Guggenheim. Uh, it is uh, the one, the only, Francis Guggenheim, member of the wealthy Guggenheim family. Thank you for having me, Joel. Yes, absolutely. I good to have you back. It. Yes, uh, and, and you're meeting be, yeah. Jordan for the first time. Jordan, yes, very good. To Jordan meet you. of Palmervilles. That is correct. Yes, you have a very firm handshake. Thank you. Yes, that is, that is firm. All of the times that I spent strangling goats as a child, as it's known to do on the English countryside. F firm handshake, strangling soft hands. Goats. Yes, soft hands because it's got wool to protect them. Very good. No goats don't have wool. Oh boy, the America's <laughs> Cup is here. Well, and past and, and past, yes. Uh, so we did want to talk to you. I feel like most people, I think, are not big yachting fans. Well, sailing, they're crazy, too, right? They're crazy not to be yachting fans. Yachting is life, and life is like the ocean. It's smooth sailing for everybody. That's well, I don't That's think the ocean's always. Even if life has been smooth yeah. sailing for someone as you, who's kind of born into a privileged family. You might even must even recognize that the ocean is often choppy. Yeah. That's not as quotable. <laughs> yes, that makes for a far worse quote. I, I think the point is that both sides of that metaphor are flawed, in that the ocean is not always smooth sailing, nope, nor life, is life. Life is life is a highway, smooth sailing. <laughs> now you're mixing. Ah, I kind of like that you one. You know what? There let's not uh, let's not get caught up. We oh, the America's <laughs> Cup. Yes, uh, because I mean, since I think a lot of our our listeners not familiar with yachting as a sport. We wanted to provide a little context because what happened in this year's America's Cup was a truly amazing moment in sports. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. In fact, there was a lot of records broken at this year's America's Cup. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like what? what was yes. The number one record was the most uh, tobacco ever gone through a pipe while, while sailing. Hmm. While sailing, they went through uh, over a pound of tobacco. Wow. I, how do they, who's yeah. smoking pipe? Yeah. Oh, what a sport where you could smoke a pipe and go go faster boat. I thought most people couldn't these days. Oh, though. yes, you can. But the boats are going so fast. No, yeah, they're very fast, but it's still a sport of leisure. <laughs> it is. Well, that, that's it's the thing not is, like you're pushing the boat. The boat uh, is pushing you. Larry that's true. Ellison, uh, CEO of, of software company Oracle, uh, took over America's Cup a while ago and has been trying to sort of draw new fans by uh, essentially like the, the – 
these catamarans that actually oh, lift up yeah. out of the water when they're at top speed. They go very fast. People are wearing helmets and wetsuits. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you know that is very difficult. You yeah. have to wear wetsuits, especially with your tuxedo underneath. Well, when why, you're wearing a tuxedo uh, underneath your wetsuit, then it can crush the bow tie. Why would you be wearing a tuxedo? Like, why wouldn't you just wear your... something like more like so yeah. like form fitting, some something tight, like, like sporty, like a t-shirt, or like a, really like nothing a at all. Homeless people a... wear like the t-shirts that you buy at the Goodwills that I drive by and go, ooh, smelly. <laughs> Not all Those, Goodwills are no, smelly. They smell. Yeah. You can smell them from the road. Oh, yeah, they smell like my driver. It seems like even a, a wealthy individual who who uh, is you know putting on a wetsuit and yes. uh, going out to, to compete in elite comp- athletic competition like America's Cup is 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 going to dress appropriately. And a tuxedo seems like it might just make it uncomfortable and difficult to It's sail. very uncomfortable. I agree. This sport isn't what it used to be where you could just wear your tuxedo <laughs> and no wetsuit to <laughs> just leisurely uh, go smooth sailing all the way across. So it sounds like you're not a big fan of the more recent changes. Well, there's still a boat. Yachting is yachting, Joel. <laughs> And yachting would, is better than walking, as they always say. Would, yachting is better than walking. Would not know because I've—I don't think I've ever been in a yacht. So you—you've well, never been in a yacht. Well, where were you born then? Some sort of gutter? Well, no, a hospital. <laughs> a hospital where you go when you're sick, or your son ODs on expensive drugs. <laughs> a hospital. That's where most 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 babies are born, at least in the United States. Oh, we've got to sit down and talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> you could you or as my parents say, the the toucans and the honeybees. That's quite a more highfalutin reference. more highfalutin, yes. What, now, can you tell us more about the challenges of the America's Cup with these bigger, stronger, faster boats? Yes. Oh, absolutely. As you can imagine, with all of those upgrades to the boats. We had to. It costs a little bit more money. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. Larry more Ellison money. has sunk millions. In oh this. yeah. Yes. Well, there's been very sad times for the sailors because a lot of them had to fire a couple of people from their breakfast staff to afford their boats. <laughs> breakfast the, staff. Yes, you know the breakfast staff. You have to have somebody run the the waffle a dedica- bar. Dedicated. And you need to have somebody run the omelet bar. Here's the thing, I if, feel if, like you could probably cut out the waffle bar as long as you retain the omelet bar, or maybe move the waffle bar guy over to the omelet bar. Well, now have I have my my uh, my uh, milkmaid also making my omelets. You have a milkmaid. I like very fresh milk on my okay. cereal. Might I might I go ahead and observe that uh, if these are Staffs for individuals, the yes. omelet bar and waffle bar might not be necessary. Just one kitchen. You've never drank at a bar alone. I've drank at a bar alone. Well, it's no the point is the bar eating at a bar alone. It is Joel. a little. The bar is not specifically created to serve me individually. Can you get anything you want on the omelet when you're? Look, telling? I feel like we're talking a lot about an omelet bar when there was just a very exciting race. That's right. Yeah, well, so let's let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. Yes. Uh, How about you read my book after this that I wrote, Omelet Bars and You. Yeah, <laughs> will I wear that? Yes, that's I love omelets. But New it's Zealand. on Amazon. It's a it's a first to nine wins race, America Cup, yes. America's Cup, and New Zealand uh, was leading eight to one. Yes, a prohibitive lead in yachting. You got prohibitive, right? Yes, and I mean, with all the inbreeding and rich families, a lot of people we had to teach how to count to eight. 
<laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, you know how it is in the wealthier classes where everybody's really don't buggering their sister and buggering no, their I would, brother I would and never, buggering would their never cousin. Do that. Why, but why would you buggering I mean, your brother? Technically, not inbreeding. I feel like I should point that out. It's a semantic point. But well, I was point. taking a lady's point of view on that one, Joel. All right. All right. Yeah, silly me. Yes. <laughs> so, so much inbreeding. Sometimes children are born with partial brains. Partial brains. Therefore, t- telling them about a lead eight to one, oh, that's very time-consuming. <laughs> but most I guess, of them don't have ten fingers either. But I guess if you don't know how much you're down in the race, you can just put that out of your lack of a mind. Yes. And you can just go, you know, full speed at, and take every race one at a time. Oh, yeah. you and, speak like the little attic monster Charlie. And if you... <laughs> And if, and if you take each race at a time and forget about the fact or don't know that you're down 8-1, to one, maybe you'd have a better chance at victory. Yes, you know? just like American athletes. Uh, yeah? They can't count. That's why they work so hard. That's not... Because they never know the score. They're just running around hitting their heads on things and saying, look, I'm fat. <laughs> I, where's my Big Mac? I don't think that's, that's what... Not exactly and my Adidas t-shirts. That's not... Listen, well, so so what was it like watching the United States rattle off eight straight victories oh, as before you New imagine, Zealand could get a single one? As you can imagine, for someone who is not American, it was very difficult. Yeah. It's wildly difficult. Do you know how hard it is to hold one monocle over each eye while you're watching a race? <laughs> Devastatingly difficult. Why don't you just get a pair of glasses? A pair of Imagine, imagine this: you take you take two monocles yes, and you the solder them you together, hold? and then you put solder. You put handles that hold them onto your. What ears. do I look like a blacksmith? Well, you have he your black. Like do I look like a, a metal urchin? Urchin? A metal metallurgist. metallurgist. I think you're thinking metallurgist. You probably employ. Do I look like I participate in metallurgy? <laughs> no, no. I don't imagine you would, but you could have someone do this, correct? Well, I suppose I could if I wanted yeah. to make some sort of. Future invention. So it would be like a double monocle that just stayed on your face. Oh, like bifocals. Well, yeah. Well, I I didn't understand the glasses thing. (laughs) Bifocals aren't really a fancier form of glasses. Yes, they are. Okay. It comes from the Latin bi meaning two, focal meaning eye seeing. (laughs) So New Zealand couldn't keep up. Yeah. Were you rooting for them? or? Well, of course I was. New Zealand was at one time a British colony. Right? Did you ever? Did you ever make it to uh, New Zealand or just Zealand? Uh, I I only go to the old country. I only go to Zealand. Okay. I don't care much for their liberal ways at New Zealand. <laughs> no, it's Zealand for me and my family. My family of inbred mutants. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Thank you very much uh, yeah, for your time for coming today, on Francis. the show, Francis. Guggenheim. Of course. And next year, the America's Cup is back in America because America won. Don't we win, like, almost every year? Go have sex with yourself. And now it's time for another... Weird Sports! I'm excited. Last week, I believe we broke through... You know, weird does not necessarily mean obscure. No. I don't know. I, it just the, always the, means odd. It means, yeah. you know. The yeah. rhythmic gymnastic ribbon thing. Something we've all seen, but I think Phil was right. Let's call it out. That's a weird sport. Yeah. How many people weird, watch yeah. it? Yeah. I think the weird sport can be anything, including this week's weird sport, Battle Royal. Let's get weird. Wait, like the one where all the Japanese children kill each other? 
See, that's one of the reasons why this caught my eye. I found an article about this, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, immediately I thought about the WWE match, right? WWE the Royal Rumble. Royale, oh, or, or, yeah, the uh, Royal Rumble. I mean, they call it a battle royale in regular WWE matches. Okay. Because the Royal Rumble is the pay-per-view where they do a battle royal match where 30 people enter a ring, last one in the ring, doesn't go over the top ropes, wins, right? Yeah. I don't normally like wrestling at all, but I try to watch that every year because the gambling uh, associated yeah. with it is astonishingly fun. This comes from a history, the Battle Royal from WWE, and I suppose it also fits the Japanese middle school kids killing each other of the movie Battle Royale. This is just Battle Royal, though. Battle Royal, uh, the plural is Battles Royal. So don't you dare say battle royales. That wouldn't make any sense. Wouldn't make any sense. Isn't it battle royales with cheese? Yeah. Boo. <laughs> traditionally refers to... Refers. It traditionally <laughs> refers to a fight involving three or more combatants that is fought until only one fighter remains standing. But in recent times, the term has been used in a more general sense to refer to any fight involving large numbers of people that are not organized into factions. Within combat sports, the term has a specific meaning depending on the sports being discussed. Ooh. Let's dive Wait. into those. Yeah. Boxing. There are boxing battle royals? Battles royal? Damn that, it. Thank <laughs> you. I knew someone was going to do that. <laughs> Not me. I just taught you something and I that you could use for all. Trivial Pursuit someday. And you're gonna get it wrong because you don't pay attention, Joel. Yeah, but that's I, I wish Listening I could have seen Listening comprehension, some of these. Joel. Continue, Phil. Yes, thank you. Following the collapse of the Roman Empire, the battle royal fell out of vogue what? as a form of entertainment until the 19th century, when it resurfaced in the United States. Before 1865, when the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution was signed, battles royal often appeared on the undercard of boxing matches. These fights would normally involve five or six slaves. Fighting blindfolded and bare knuckled. Blindfolded? Yeah. Oh, jeez. This is Five like or six Django slaves. Unchained? Yeah, exactly. Oh, in Django God. Unchained, they could see. This is only 150 years ago, though. Yeah. That's, That's I mean, creepy to think about. Uh, so, well, and, and yeah. anyway, is it a fight to the death for these five? You know, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't. Ah. You ready to have your heart broken? Yes. Two former slaves recount a slave battle as follows. Sometimes these... Oh, wait, I'm going to say it in their voice. Sometimes these free-for-all battles were carried on with a kind of improvised boxing gloves, and the contestants were carried on the same manner as previously described. Very often, as many as 30 darkies of the most husky type were engaged in these battles, and the contests were generally attended by large audiences. Being staged during the period of favorable weather... And mostly on Saturday afternoons, these physical exhibitions were the scenes of much controversial conflict, gambling, excessive inebriation, and hilarity. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, white people, no good. That sounds yeah. awful. These are your ancestors, Joel. What do you think? Uh, unfortunately, it's not the most shocking thing I've learned about my ancestors. Yep, but so. your ancestors were sitting there getting drunk and cheering for for slaves to kill each other. My ancestors, a lot of them were complete assholes, and I've I've come to terms with that. That's good. It's a little unfair, I think, that we're on a podcast here with a Ranta and a Pomaville. What? What is that supposed to mean? Yeah, what is that supposed to mean? What, that, guys, what do you mean? Those are more recent additions to the American That's uh, true, tapestry. and Anderson has been around for a while. I oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. You all of the, the, all the, of the nasty shit that our country has done, 
That was My perpetrated were there by for. Joel Anderson's. Everyone look him up on Facebook. Tell yeah. him thanks a lot for all the slavery. Depending on the pre-agreed rules, these fights would either last until one man was left standing, the winner, or at least two remained standing, at which point the blindfolds would be removed from the combatants, and then the fight would continue until one was oh. unable to continue. The owner of the winner would receive the prize, which was usually small. Oh, that's... So it was really just like, I don't know, like... It's a pride thing. Yeah. Like, I had the most powerful slave. That's you, awful. You, you guys even... don't seem to be making as many jokes about this one. This no, is this is the depressing activity. Yeah, is... All right. Well, then let's move on to ancient Rome. The term battle royale was first uh, coined by the Romans to refer to a form of gladiatorial combat. Makes sense. Involving a large number of slave gladiators fighting, armed or okay. unarmed, until only one remained standing or alive. These fights tended to be particularly brutal, even by the standards of the Romans. Early Christians, such as the Clement of Rome and Ignatius, actively but unsuccessfully campaigned against this savage form of entertainment. Unsuccessfully, still continued on until they got bored of it. You know what I believe the punishment was for campaigning against the battles royale? What's that? To be placed in a battle royale. That would make sense as a yeah. punishment. Or oh, now you're making jokes. It's slaves that are in the way back. And now well, it's, a real funny it's one of those being, you know, say 800 years removed from the slavery. I feel yeah. a little more comfortable joking about it. That's fair. Also... Not my people. That's true. That's the Italians. Whoa. You're part Italian, Well, Phil. wait, wait. It was, they were Romans. Yeah. Those are Italians. <laughs> All right, let's go even more depressing. Professional wrestling. In professional <laughs> wrestling, the Battle Royal is a match involving anywhere between four and 60 wrestlers that take place entirely within the ring. A wrestler is eliminated when a wrestler scores a pitfall, pinfall, or knocks out his or her opponents, but rarely submissions. The way they do the battle, the uh, Royal Rumble, though, is you have to go over the top rope. So that's not yeah. necessarily true on this one. Uh, but the uh, I like this one. WCW, remember that? The World Championship Wrestling? I do not remember that. WCW was a really big thing they did uh, back in, that would have been the 90s. Uh, held an event called Battle Bowl, in which 20 men started in one ring and would have to throw the others into a second ring. From that Into ring, a second ring? From that ring, you'd be thrown to the floor for elimination. At which point, the blindfolds came off right. and the fighting continued. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Last man in the ring would rest uh, until uh, one man was left in the uh, ring number two. And then those men would battle until one man was left and would be declared the win winner. In 1991, Sting won the match after coming down Wait, uh, to him. former police and bassist and lead singer Sting? Yeah. Won this match? Yep, Sting won. Is there anything he can't do? Apparently he wrestles. Tantric wrestling. And that comes to an end. Another weird sport! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the end another sports! 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 Podcast. But before we go... Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports pop podcast. Sports, sports, sports podcast. You're a little tough, Arthur. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com. Search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. While you're there, please subscribe. Please comment. We love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on uh, you or iTunes by going to Sports the Number Three Space Podcast. It's Sports the Number Three Space Podcast, or you can find all of our back episodes 
at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, uh, I found this sitting on the counter. Uh, it's a burrito. Looks like it's a caviar burrito with white truffles and pinto beans. Yeah, that's for me. Do you know, is that for you? That's for me. Francis Guggenheim ordered human meat. Okay, okay. Yep, lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.